is Northland Outdoors Radio. Welcome back to Northland Outdoors Radio. I'm Brett Amundsen, and I know summer has only officially been here for a few weeks, but man, it seems like we're over half the halfway point already. But that doesn't mean time has run out for a trip to canoe country, or maybe you got a trip coming up that you're packing for. Well, we've got some tips for you right now. Ben Putnam from Boundary Waters Outfitters joins us again here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Ben, it's our 200th show this week. Hey, I remember the 100th show last year. Did, did I did I have you on the hundredth show? I think so. This, this will be an annual event, won't it? Well, now we're gonna have to. We'll have to have you back for the three hundredth show now too. That's crazy. I, I didn't realize that. That's it was two funny. years ago, maybe. It's uh, it's crazy how how many shows we've been doing so far here. And uh, I know you listen up there in Ely. I appreciate that very much on W E L Y, and of course everybody else tuning in all across the Northland Outdoors Radio Network. Now I know that a trip to the Boundary Waters requires some planning and uh, takes a little bit of time sometimes to get the permitting and and do all those things. But if somebody wanted to take a canoe trip that yet this year, they could obviously still get up there and get it done, right? Definitely, yeah. There's still quite a few permits open for for many dates. You know, there are a lot of dates that uh, that are going to be really tough to get a permit. You know, last week of July, first week of August. You know, those are those are really busy times. It's going to be you're going to be stretching it if you're trying to get a permit for those weeks right now. But but you know, there are always cancellations, and you know, the last thing you can do is not check. <laughs> so right. always check on permit availability. And that's something, I mean, literally if someone said, I want to take a trip, I don't have time to put this thing together, they could just call you up and you could put it all together for them, right? Definitely, yep. What about someone who's got a, who's got a trip already planned in a couple of weeks, like my family, and granted it's not a canoe trip, but we're going up the Gunflint Trail. It's our 20, 28th year, 29th year, I can't remember. We've been... We've been taking this trip for a long time in any case. We're heading up in about two and a half weeks. What items should I not forget to bring on this trip? Bug spray and sunscreen are kind of on the top of that list. A lot of people forget to pack those. Yeah, what, what is the, the one item that people seem to forget the most? Lighters or headlamps. Yeah, you definitely want to have a lot of different ways to start a fire. <laughs> Headlamp is a great one. You know, I know people forget that one all the time and there, there's no question, especially on a camping trip, it's not like you can flip a light switch to uh, light up the hallway on the way to the bathroom. But if you, <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, you get up in the middle of the night and you're stumbling around, you're tripping over rocks and uh, those tree roots and, you know, the ground can be a little uneven up there in the boundary waters. Uh, and of course, bug spray and uh, sunscreen, very, very important, uh, especially with the nice weather we've been having. You don't want to get sunburned. That's the worst is going on a trip like that, a long trip, getting burned right away than having to deal with sunburn for the rest of the week up there. Yeah, you want to have long pants, long sleeve shirts, because when you're paddling around the canoe, a lot of times you'll get that reflection uh, off the water too. Those knees, when they're sticking up when you're paddling, those will get scorched. So it's best not to wear shorts too. Ben Putnam, our guest, he's with Boundary Waters Outfitters in Ely. How many canoe trips that you see are just camping trips and how many of them are fishing trips? A lot of the trips, you know, if they're just camping trips, people are still fishing. Um, you know, very, you know, they're, they're, I'd say maybe 70% of the groups that come through us are at least going to try and fish. Um, but probably only about a quarter of our, our trips are actual fishing trips where that's the whole focus. How's the fishing been so far this year? Well, we just got through a mayfly hatch. So, oh <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, the walleye were uh, pretty shut down, but everything's really you know, coming together after that. I also saw on Facebook recently, you put somebody on a muskie. Is that right? Yeah. You know, 
there are a lot of lakes that don't have musky in them up here, but there are a couple of, you know, really good musky lakes. I mean, you've got Vermilion. That's, you know, everyone knows Vermilion's loaded with muskies, but there are some smaller lakes around the area too that have some, some musky populations in them that, you know, that don't really get fished too often and you can catch a lot in a day. Typically when you go musky fishing, you think fish at 10,000 casts. You don't think, oh, let's go catch 10 or 20 muskies today. So, so some of those uh, shoe pack strain lakes in this area, you know, <laughs> you can get some really good musky action. It's pretty fun. That's a really neat story about that shoe pack. And is that part of part of some of the package you, you packages you do? If somebody came up and said, "I want to catch a, a shoe pack strain musky," or "I want to catch some muskies," you can put them on a trip like that. You know, I can inside the boundary waters. There really aren't very many lakes with musky in them. Okay, that's uh, what I was wondering. So those are all numbers. those are all outside the boundary waters, then. Those are just up in that northeastern part of Minnesota. Yep, and they're spread out along this whole you know northeastern pan area. So aside from the mayfly hatch, what about the walleyes? Were they biting? Have they come back yet? Uh, how how's it been so far? So actually, you know, on some of the smaller lakes, the mayfly hatches is, is really past and done so those walleye are pretty prevalent in those weed uh, those weed beds so if you're trolling rapples right around the outside of the weed lines or you know that staple sweat bobber with the leech you know right on right on the edge of some cabbage you can actually get into some pretty good uh walleye action a lot of the bigger fish are out deeper uh, you can get those either trolling you know deeper diving rapples or just jigging leeches off the bottom you know off of points any area with current has been really good lately too so Ben Putnam, our guest, he's with Boundary Waters Outfitters in Ely here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Do you do you fly fish at all? I do. Uh, yeah, mostly for bass and pike up here. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, you know, sometimes for the panfish too. I, I know people that spend a lot more time fly fishing for the panfish, but I like my eight weight. So, um, yeah, it's ugh, man. There is nothing like battling a six or seven pound bass out of a canoe <laughs> on a fly rod. Yeah, and this is the time of the year to do it too. The bass are still generally shallow. Uh, so you can target them off of rocky shorelines. You can target them off of weed beds. Uh, you can target them off, you know, fallen trees and, uh, you know, really good fly fishing locations. The big trick, of course, when you're fly fishing out of canoe is being able to manage the wind. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> fly fishing on a windy day can be pretty tough. But. And I'll tell you what, big pike, I, I fish for them with flies. Uh, recently it wasn't, uh, I didn't have fly rods, but I had uh, spinning medium, uh, medium, heavy spinning rod with six inch flies on there. And we were sight fishing giant pike and Ben, it was one of the most fun afternoons of fishing I've ever been a part of. If somebody called you up and said, I want to go into canoe country, I want to catch 40 inch pike. Could you put them on some spots up there? Oh, definitely. Yeah. The, I mean, you know, we've got the crooked lake area, basswood, you know, oh, so many other areas loaded with 20 pound plus pike in, in, in several different spots. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, getting that fish to bite, you know, finding that fish is, is kind of up to the fishermen, but sure. there, uh, there, there's, there are plenty of them up here. Let's talk safety for a minute. When you go up there, you are in the wilderness. You may not have access to weather reports. It's, it's important to understand how a campsite uh, is laid out in case you have bad weather, right? Definitely. You know, one of the first things I look for at a campsite is a big boulder. Um, main reason is, is if there is a bad storm, you don't want to be near any trees. Uh, if you can hang out on, you know, on the leeward side of a big boulder, if any trees do come down, you're less likely to get hit by them, 
you know, and, and so on there if they're falling. So, uh, so I do like to, you know, keep an eye out for those, you know, those extreme weather hideout spots as I'm going along. That's a, if I see one, I just, you know, make a mental note. Hey, if there's a storm, that's where I want to be. That's a great point, looking for a big boulder like that. Uh, and, and I think that's something not a lot of people always think about is trees falling on tents. Of course, uh, a tragedy again up there this year of uh, somebody sleeping in their tent and uh, or being in their tent when a, during a storm and a tree came down. So you got to watch out. Uh, for those trees. Uh, ben, let's get back to fishing a little bit. What about trout? I've been absolutely hooked, thank you very much, on stream trout and lake trout fishing. You know, we did some some uh, fishing for trout through the ice last winter. Um, I've been fishing a lot for them this summer too. Got into a big, big lake, lake trout trip. If somebody wants to do a trout trip up there, there's some options for that as well. Yeah, really on both sides of the, the boundary waters. You know, we have the Ely, uh, Ely entry points, and then there are the Gunflint entry points. And, um, you know, if you go on to the, the east side of the Ely entry points, you start getting into those Canadian Shield lakes, you know, up by Knife Lake, and, and that whole area that stretches out towards the Gunflint. A lot of good trout waters, you know, for both brook trout in some of those lakes and then, you know, lake trout as well. Um, you know, a couple different ways you can go after them. You know, if you can keep some Cisco's on some dry ice or something, then, and you can easily just set up a Cisco on the bottom somewhere in about 80 feet of water, you know, somewhere between about 60 and 100 typically right now. And, uh, and just kind of, you know, drag that around and, and get them that way. And, uh, and it, you may or may not have luck that way. A lot of people are catching them trolling. You know, you sure. really need to get down at least 30 feet. Um, so that's, that's the, the big thing is, you know, is getting the, getting the lures in the right, the right zone and, and then, of course, if you're going over trout, uh, you know, they'll do the rest. So. <laughs> They're fun fish to catch. And, yeah, weather warms up. They go deep. you got to get down and uh, find them down there. Boundary Waters Outfitters, Ben Putnam. How does, some, how does somebody reach you to plan a trip into the Boundary Waters? So uh, our website is boundarywatersoutfitters.com. Uh, so you can you know, find a lot of information about us there. You can give us a call, which is happening right now, at uh, 218 218- <laughs> Three six five three four six six, uh, and then you know if you have any questions, by all means, give us a ring, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do our best to help you out. Ben, go answer the phone. Thanks for being on Northland Outdoors Radio. <laughs> yeah, it's good talking to you, Brett. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right, before our two hundredth show is over, we'll talk to John Devney from Delta Waterfall. They have a new program to benefit diving ducks. If you like watching these big, beautiful ducks with red tops, you'll want to hear what John has to say next on Northland Outdoors Radio. LandRadar.com is a website to remember. Find the most extensive information about potlatch land at LandRadar.com. And right now, LandRadar.com has a northern Minnesota game farm for sale. Over 1,000 acres of fields and forest land, a lodge, five cabins, kennels, and an expansive home on the lake. Ideal habitat for deer, bear, and upland birds. Or just enjoy hiking, horseback riding, or on a TVs. To learn more, call 866-403-LAND. Visit LandRadar.com, a part of Close Converse Properties. Hey, anglers, looking for a destination where walleyes, fresh air, and fish fries are a way of life? Look no further than the famous waters of Lake of the Woods. From Bedette and the Rainy River to the main lake up to the Northwest Angle. Here, you'll enjoy the best walleye catch rate in the state. May 
maybe you'll pursue world-class sturgeon, pike, or muskies. Plus, you'll find lots of full-service resorts offering charter boats, delicious meals, and lots of Minnesota nice. Come experience the walleye capital of the world. Come experience Lake of the Woods. Catch the details at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.